0: You miraculous holy icons of the most holy Theotokos on Mount Athos. Every holy monastery has at least one icon of the Virgin Mary which is the pride and protection such as the Panagia Glycophilusa of the Philotheo Monastery or the Panagia Gorgopikos of the Vichario Monastery. However, in the minds of the Athenite monks and pilgrims, the Panagia Axionistii in Carriais stands out. The holy icon of Panagia Axionistii is located in the Church of Protaton, the altars on Mount Athos. The Church of Protaton has this name because of the Protos, the head of all the monks of Mount Athos. This Church of the Theotokos is in Cariès, the capital of Mount Athos, and was built shortly after 843 AD. The icon of Panagia Axionisti is enthroned in the sanctuary of the Church on the sacred altar. Its name is due to the hymn Axionisti the Megalinarion that the Church sings after the consecration of the Holy Gifts in the Divine Liturgy. Archangel Gabriel sang this hymn for the first time. Near Protaton, on the side of the Holy Monastery of Pantocratoros, there is a deep valley with many monastic cells. In one of these cells lived the hero monk with his disciple. Because there is a custom to hold a vigil every Sunday at Protaton, one Saturday night the Elder left for the vigil, telling his disciple to stay and perform the service in his cell. Just as night fell, someone knocked on the door. It was an unknown monk who asked to spend the night in the cell. At the time of the matins, they stood up to chant together. When they reached the hymn, Greater in Honour than the disciple of the elder sang only, Greater in Honour than the Cherubim, until the end. While the unknown monk began the hymn with the following words, Truly it is right to call you blessed, Theotokos, ever blessed and all pure and the mother of our God. And then he continued the rest of the hymn. The young disciple was surprised and said to the stranger, We have never heard these words, neither we nor the elders before us. He begged him to write the hymn for him so he could sing it as well, but there was no paper and pencil. So the stranger wrote the hymn on a tablet with his finger, and the letters were miraculously engraved, as if he were moving his finger on clay. From now on, the stranger said, all the Orthodox will sing the hymn like this, and then he disappeared. This stranger was the Archangel Gabriel. He had been sent by God to reveal the angelic hymn to be sung in a way that best suits the Mother of God. When the Elder returned to the cell and learnt of this wonderful event, he informed the Protos of Mount Athos and the General Assembly showing the plaque with the engraved words of the hymn. After they had all glorified God and thanked the Virgin, they sent a tablet to Constantinople to to the patriarch and the emperor with the whole narrative of the miracle in writing. Since then, this angelic hymn became known all over the world. The icon of the Virgin Mary that was in the chapel of the cell where the miracle took place was transferred to the church of Protaton. That cell where the Archangel taught the hymn is called Aksionisti to this day, and the deep valley where it is situated has been called Ardhin ever since, because it was there that the hymn was sung for the first time. This miracle happened on June 11, 980 or 982 AD. From the end of the 10th century, the hymn came into liturgical use and is chanted at the Divine Liturgy after the recitation of especially for our all-holy, pure, most blessed, glorious Lady Theotokos and ever-Virgin Mary in the same tone as the Cherubic Hymn. St. Paisios recounted an experience that he had with his holy icon. On Monday of bright week, I was sitting in the Archondariki and saying the Jesus prayer. Suddenly, I felt a fragrance completely different. I went out into the hallway to see where it was coming from. I went to the church, nothing. I went out into the yard, and the fragrance was much stronger. I heard the talando knocking. I looked and saw the litany coming down, and I understood that it came from the icon of the Virgin Mary. On this day, the litany of the miraculous icon of Aksion takes place. It descends below Ikotlumusiu to the cell of the holy apostles. The cell of panaguda is about 1 kilometer away. From this distance, the Virgin Mary sent her greeting to the saint. The icon of Panagia Axionisti is one of the Eleusa or loving-kindness style of icons of Panagia. This type of icon derives its name from the original icon of Panagia Eleusa. In this prototype, Christ is held in both of Panagia's arms he reaches up with one hand to caress his mother's chin. The virgin deeply inclines her face towards her son and brings him close, tenderly pressing her face to his. Christ is slightly reclining. His legs are crossed and his feet bare. The Christ child often holds a scroll which shows us that he is the Word made flesh. The half-reclining pose with the crossed legs was first used to depict Jonah. It dates back to the early sarcophagi and funerary murals in the catacombs. Bringing this element into depiction of the virgin and child connects Christ to Jonah, the way that Christ himself did. In this way, the crossed legs are a symbol for the crucifixion, but also the resurrection after three days. The flutter of the Christ child's imation, the robe, often painted gold, also recalls the movement seen in the resurrection icon. Saint Photios described this style of icon as depicting a virgin mother carrying in her pure arms for the common salvation of our kind, the common creator as an infant, that great and ineffable mystery of God. Leonid Auspensky in The Meaning of Icons compares this style of icon to the Odigitria icons. In contrast with the solemn and severe majesty of the icons of the Mother of God as Odigitria, which emphasize the divinity of the child Christ, icons of loving-kindness are full of a natural human feeling of mother love and tenderness. Here, more than the Odigitria, is expressed the human aspect of divine motherhood and incarnation. They underline the fact that the humanity of the Mother of God is also the humanity of her son, from whom she is inseparable through his birth. Panagia holds the mystery of salvation in her arms. The sorrowful look of love on her face reminds us that we are bought with a price beyond measure. The creator of the universe himself has come into the world to accomplish it, and in this is the inevitable mystery of God. There are many well-known examples of Eleusa icons, including the Vladimir icon of Theotokos and Panagia Kamariani, located in Australia, but one of the best known is Panagia Glycophilusa. The Panagia Glycophilusa icon, or sweet kissing icon, is so-called as it depicts the Virgin Mary bending her neck towards an infant Christ to form a tight embrace. Their cheeks pressed together to convey the tender intimate and loving nature of the mother-son relationship. Although quite similar to the Panagia Eleusa icon, Panagia Glycophilusa displays greater affection. Panagia's facial expressions in this icon express sadness as she thinks of her son's coming crucifixion. The icon itself can be dated back to the iconoclastic period and was owned by the wife of a senator who supported the iconoclastic views of Emperor Theophilos. Upon discovering the icon, the senator ordered that his wife hand it over so that he might destroy it. To save the blessed icon, it was thrown into the sea and was seen to float away while standing upright in the water. It was found years later on Mount Athos by the Brotherhood of the Monastery of Philotheo who were informed of the miraculous icon through a vision of Panagia herself, revealing the location of the icon on the shoreline just beneath the monastery. As the abbot collected the icon from its resting place, a spring of fresh water began to pour forth and continues to do so today. Through her love for humanity, Panagia is the greatest intercessor for God's people. She is a source of protection and comfort as she lifts out prayers up to her son. We see these at the wedding in Ghana when she approached the Divine Son and simply said, They have no wine. It was here, after the request of his all holy mother, that for the first time Christ publicly displays his powers over nature, even though he was not ready to begin his public ministry. If Christ heard his mother regarding the replenishing of wine at a wedding, He certainly hears her in regards to one's salvation. St. Joseph the Hesychast states that our Panagia is the mother of mercy, the fountain of goodness, and her grace anticipates everywhere. As soon as you open your mouth to call her, she hastens as a true mother. Therefore do not hesitate to call upon her at every moment, and you will find her an unmercenary helper and physician in your afflictions. In our struggle to cultivate the virtues of love and mercy, we should stand before our icon of Panagia and pray that she intercede and give us the spiritual strength to emulate her. A daily spiritual routine of fasting, personal reflection, frequent participation in the sacraments such as confession and Holy Communion and prayer are tools that our Church has given each one of us to cultivate our souls and develop our relationship with Christ. In this way, our hearts are softened, which as Ephraim the Syrian says, draws into the soul the Holy Spirit. That concludes this episode of the Icons of Panagia. In our next and final episode, we will reflect on the icon of Panagia Pandanasa, Panagia, the Queen of All, a miracle-working icon particularly known for curing cancer.